Hey there, Angela Cote here, back with another episode of the Franchise Growth Catalyst podcast, the podcast where franchisors can find unconventional yet practical advice on how to improve franchisee profitability, create exponential growth, and of course, make franchising fun. Now, I got to say, I am super excited about today's episode. We're doing something a little different today. I am bringing my man, Keith, my teammate, my emerging franchisor specialist into the podcast today. So you can meet Keith, you can learn about what he's a rock star at, and well, I don't know, just have some fun. So Keith, how are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you doing today? <laughs> You're just messing with me, aren't you? Like, let's bring the energy up. I'm like, how, how can I be like the opposite of Robert Bruschi on a rant that you might do? Like, what's the opposite of his introduction? And that's what that just was. Right. So, so, so in other words, like, I shouldn't go like, yo, what's shaking, Keith? Yeah, like, I can't. I was thinking about trying to do a Bruschi impersonation. Yo, what's shaking, Angela? I think that's about as good as I can get. Yeah, people actually, uh, people actually like that. They they reach out to me sometimes over email, and they put that in the email as if they're him. And anyway, pretty funny stuff. But, I love it. Uh, yeah, no, he's so, great. He's awesome. Good yeah, good guy for sure. And um, so I just thought it would be awesome. You know, you've been on the team for phew, at least a half, no more than half a year now, and you're rocking it. And you are working with a lot of clients that we've, um, you know, brought in together. And I thought, you know, it's about time that people got a little bit more into the your 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 personal life. No, I'm kidding, but your backstory. And. Uh, uh- I would agree. People need a little more Keith in their lives. I, I tell that to a lot of people, including my wife. What does she say? <laughs> no, she says, no, I don't. I've had plenty. Thank you very much. I've had my field. Go give it to somebody else. Right, right. That's why you're hanging out with us, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been so awesome having you on the team and having somebody that has your say, your your depth of understanding about emerging franchising and we are so aligned as you, you know, you know, I talk about all the time on our approach to helping emerging franchisors and established. I mean, you and I have worked on projects together as well with established franchisors. Um, today, I want to kind of focus a little bit more on, on how, how, you know, your approach to helping emerging franchisors and some of your kind of beliefs around franchising and, and, and all that sort of thing. So I don't know where there's no, there, there's no, there's no plan here. We didn't practice this as people can probably tell <laughs> right exactly and if they did they're like man these guys write some weird scripts yeah and they're not they're not following it because yeah they're going off and uh yeah but i mean that's how we roll at ac inc right and um you know everyone that's right that's it then people hear the uh the old uh, core value that we follow very very strongly of action equals growth and doing something is better than nothing and and so you know we could have sat around and prepared and planned all day long. But the thing is, once you get into the conversation, sometimes it twists and turns anyway. So I think we should just chat today. Well, and frankly, it's not, it's not what we do. It's not, it's not how we do things. Like we, we prepare. Yes. We're very organized. We have tons of resources that we utilize and we, you know, when I'm doing a, a call with a client, I, I go in prepared. I know what I'm going to talk about that day. I have ideas, but then things change because as I like to say, and I say it all the time anymore, it feels like, this is not a linear business. It does not start at A and end to Z. There's not a straight line. It is a curve. And 
that's how we do things. We we go with the flow. We curve. We 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 pivot. I hate to use that word, but I just <laughs> did. Um, but that's, that's that's what we do, and that's how we we roll at AC. And and it's why I love being a part of this. We got an amazing team, and and every person we bring on to our team is is even more fantastic than the next one. Uh, and it just continues to build and build and build. And like I, I think it's like going on month eight or nine. I don't even know, but uh, it's been the 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 greatest experience and professionally I've ever had in my life. And I just love being a part of this and I love what we're doing. I don't know if I've ever heard you say that. You just warmed to the cockles of my heart. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what a cockle is. I'm going to have to I Google that, but I've just heard that. Okay. I hope I used it correctly. Um, oh man, uh, so many things I want to come back to there. Um, uh, I want to come back in a minute to, you know, you alluded to the, the nonlinear, um, approach or not approach really, but that, that franchising isn't linear. I want to come back to that in a minute, but I also just really want to acknowledge that when, you know, you and I've known each other for a number of years, we used to run into each other at conferences and we would have conversations and then we reconnected, uh, you know, several, well, I guess almost a year ago, started talking again about, you know, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it just was, I just want to say it was like, so cool again, this alignment and bringing you on the team. And, and I feel so fortunate to have you, you know, I can see that you see the bigger vision of what we want to do in franchising and how we want to make franchising better, not just see it, you live it, you live and breathe it. And uh, I just really appreciate, you know, how much, how invested you are in, in what I'm doing and now what we're doing as a team. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I, oh, you're welcome. And I, I appreciate you saying that's very nice. You and wow, this is this has become a love fest that, that we didn't <laughs> anticipate. This was I know. this was not in the script, Angela. We're supposed to but talk it's about, also yeah, we were supposed to talk all about like what Keith thinks about franchising. Well, we kind of did, and we're gonna we're gonna keep but, going. But you know what though, and, and I know we're kind of joking and goofing around, but the reality is is that this this business, this industry is based around a simple promise, and and and, and that is we are going to build a relationship myself as the franchisor and you as the franchisee and our relationship, our partnership is going to grow and grow and grow. And it's going to be beneficial, which is what a relationship should be. There should be benefits on both sides. And, and so it is the fundamental piece of what this industry is all about. How do I take my knowledge and put it on you with somebody that I trust and believe in that will take my baby, my brand, my, my third child, my second child, my only child, whatever it might be, and I'm going to take that with this person and we are going to push it forward. We are going to have, we are on the same path together because our success is completely mutual and is about the relationship that we create from initial contact all the way through until, you know, if, if you're lucky enough, someone gets a, a paycheck and an exit, if that's your goal, or you just go on for infinity and beyond. Amen. I love it. Um, so, so true. And, and that, uh, you know, I've had people, I had people saying to me before I started to build up a team and over the years, you know, that's not scalable. What you're doing isn't scalable. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I think that fueled the fire under me. So I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> watch me, watch me scale this. And I think really what it comes down to, and you know, cause the question is like, how do you then, uh, ensure the quality of what the other people are delivering. And I like to say that, you know, we've kind of got three measures in place. One is that uh, the team, yourself included, helped me 
uh, get the content out of my head that I've been teaching people that that needed to come out. And I, I, I always knew it needed to happen, but that's, that's the beauty of a team and people that hold you accountable. So we now have the AC playbook that has all the components of things that I was teaching in my uh, infamous mind map that a lot of people know about that we still use. Um, so one thing is the playbook. Um, another thing is that we're very connected as a team. We do weekly calls, actually more than weekly, really. But I mean, there's a set weekly call where we're in communication every day with each other. We're bouncing off each other like, hey, what are you doing about this problem this client's dealing with or whatever? So there's that, you know, that regular frequent communication as a number two. And then the third thing is the people that I'm bringing onto the team are I'm vetting them. I'm looking at their history and their background and their beliefs. And, and i as you know, believe a lot in hiring for, you know, fit and personality and, and, and experience as well. But, you know, there's, there's training for that if there needs to be. Um, Although with you, I really, there hasn't needed to be a lot of training, which is awesome because you already have a lot of experience in the emerging space. So those are the three things, you know, that are working right now to just grow the team and ensure that we still deliver the, you know, the AC uh, methodology. Well, and, and, you know, it's funny because it's no different than a franchise system, right? Because we always talk with franchisors, especially the micro emerging brands, like you're the center focus, you're the, you're the founder. So how do we scale this without you? So you always talk about, well, how many stores do you have? Well, do you have one store, two stores or three stores? Because you can't be in all three places at one time. So you, the franchise, and it's the same thing here. Like, and I get why people would have said that because they were like, well, it's you, it's you, Angela. You're the reason that this works and that you're, well, what they didn't, uh, what people maybe didn't understand on the surface was that you were actually creating not just an, a, a mental concept of what, what this advisement should look like. You were physically providing tools and assets and those assets then can be, can be taken to a person like me who may have a similar skill set. And I'm not Angela Cote in any way, right? Like you've got a you've got a different skill set. Your ability to moderate and to facilitate and to pull things out of people is different than mine. And my methodology might be different, but we're working off of the same framework, right? And that's what this look, if we couldn't scale this business, then how could we help franchisors scale their business? Because what we're doing is a simple is essentially the same thing. We're taking the founder, the, the the rock star, our our you know our shining light of our brand, and we're replicating it across our our platform. It just happens to be advisement helping people out. We're not making tacos or coffee or you know themed climbing walls for <laughs> or whatever the widget might be. Yeah, I love that you said that. I've actually, like we, I think maybe you and I have already joked about that other times, but I feel like it's a something I've heard before that we sort of say it's almost like we're franchising, like. I mean, if anybody should know how to do it, I think I better know how to do it since I'm teaching people and <laughs> you, you totally get it too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. That, that was, a yeah, a good, a good insight. So, um, all right, well, let's move on to just kind of getting into sort of, uh, some of your beliefs around franchising and something you alluded to a minute ago there about the, um, nonlinear, um, you know, way that things work and, you know, just thinking about like, um, I always think of like no two clients are exactly the same. And I used to get, and I'm curious what you think about this. Like I used to get people saying to me, like, just to be clear, I'm, I'm not working with clients as, as much directly because I'm bringing them to Keith. So which is awesome, but I do have a few of them still. And, and, you know, I remember them asking me a lot when they're at the early stages, things like at what point does an emerging franchisor hire uh, their first 
you know, corporate staff member for the franchise team? Or at what point should I, you know, pay somebody to do my marketing? Or, you know, as if there was like, a like, we do have the AC playbook, but that's why there's not like, it's not exactly numbered by steps, because I always sort of found that it depended on things. So what are your thoughts on that? Because you're working with quite a number of emerging franchisors and, and talking to other emerging franchisors just on roundtables and things like, what do you think about that whole Right. Customized approach. Well, it's got to be customized because everything is different. Um, Every brand is different. Every cycle is different. Everybody's growth patterns are different. And if you have just, this is the way I, this is the way we take you from not a franchising business to a franchise or art. There you go. That's bullshit. It's just total bullshit. It doesn't work like that. What you can have. I'm beeping if you're swearing because I don't know if I've ever swear, swore and sweared on this podcast. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm fine with it. Wow. Well, sh- well, <laughs> say you shouldn't have brought me on. You know me yeah. better. I know. I'm just, it's I'm amazing sorry. that it wasn't an F-bomb. That's the first one. that. I- yeah, there you go. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry if I interrupted your train of thought. I just thought uh, it was funny. Least my my mind works in a weird way, so I'll probably be able to find it, or I won't, and I'll just talk about something else. I don't care. We'll talk about the the, the penguins and Sidney Crosby. Um, <laughs> the penguins, yeah, go hockey, <laughs> go Canada. No, but the penguins yeah. are Canadian. But. No, but I mean, you know, you can't say to someone, okay, it on day fourteen you do this, and then on day twenty one you do this, because between day fourteen and day twenty one, the world could change. Now, it literally did change 12 months ago, right? But no one anticipated that. But in, in the franchising world and in the business, there's cycles to it. There, there are ebbs and flows. There's times when, you know, your business, which is typically, if you're an emerging brand, funding your franchise system, that it's going to have ebbs and flows. So there might be more money this month. There might be less money. And and as a as an advisor to a brand, it would be ignorant of me or you or anybody on our team to go into a, a company and say, nope, today you have to fire, hire a COO because we have to get you out of the business. And that's going to cost you $175,000. Okay, but if you don't do that, you'll fail. Like that, that would be ignorant of us to say that. And so what we have to do is work together and say, okay, how do we customize where what we bring to the table, the resource assets and, and, and mental capacity that we bring to you, how do we how do we customize that to fit where you are today and where you're going and where you want to be in a year? And let's look at, you know, let's use the traction methodology. Let's set goals. Let's do our rocks. Let's do all these pieces and put them together and then begin to, to, to customize your journey because we're going to ebb, we're going to turn, we're going to go right, we're going to go left, we're going to go up, we're going to flatline, we're going to go down. That's just how it is. And and this concept that I can take some money from having a business with one or two or three or 75 units that are successful and flip a switch and turn them into a successful franchisor is garbage. It's just garbage. It doesn't exist. I can't bet your business in 30 seconds or three minutes or 20 minutes it's a process. It needs to be done properly. It needs to be looked at from not only the perspective of financial viability of today's viability, but are is your business profitable? Well, is yeah, yeah, I'm profitable. Okay. Are you profitable at 20% of your potential revenue or are you profitable at 100% of your potential revenue? Those are two very different things if I'm looking at you as a franchisable business concept, right? So 
Well, and so you have to be flexible and, and we have to be flexible. You have a path, we have a direction we want to follow. But as we find out, we talk to clients, we, we have our initial discovery calls, we talk to them, we have multiple hours on the phone with them. We engage then in a program with them, an ongoing program. They become a client of ours. And within the first session or two, we realize that what we thought we knew, we don't know. And we were brought in because there was an issue with the, with the engine. Well, turns out it's a brake it's a brake issue, not an engine issue. And so we got to go look at the brakes first. So that it's 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 got to you know, and that's why I kind of like what we do, and I think that's why it's fun that we what we do is fun, and and fun you can I guess put in parentheses if you want, but it's fun to us because it's not the same thing every day, and the challenges that we find that our clients are having while similar in some ways, are always unique. And they just are. And it, I don't know. I, just, I, I love the business. I love, I love what it is at its core. Uh, and, and it's just, it's fun. It's a fun thing to do on a day-to-day basis. Awesome. I love all that. Um, you know, I think we should kind of go a little deeper, double click on one thing you said there. Um, that, you know, um, well, all kind of relating to all of what you said there, I guess, is that, more and more we see people that come to us that, you know, they went, they went to the franchise attorneys or they went to another franchise, a franchise firm that got them franchised from, you know, not being a franchise to having a, an operations manual and all this. And we like to call those franchise factories. Um, so they got put in the franchise factory and they come out and they're like, I still don't know what I'm doing. And it seems like there's not a ton of people in franchising that are actually coaching and guiding and advising the franchisors on the steps they need to take. Um, call it handholding or, or coaching or whatever you want, but it's it's probably, I mean, I, I, I believe, and I'm curious what you think, that you know, when you hear those stats about franchises failing, I think it's because they're not working with someone that they trust you know, that can guide them to invest their money in the right place at the right time or do things more organically or strategically, you know, what are your thoughts like, you know, on why, I mean, obviously franchises fail because they, things like running out of money and all that, but even before that, do you think this is part of it? Yeah, I do. I think that it, it's a, it becomes a very lonely existence when you become a franchisor and you're a new franchisor and, 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 you know, at first, you might go to a to a show or well back in the day before people remember they used to get on these things called airplanes and then go stay in hotels and then there were these things called conventions and people had maybe a cocktail or two uh, but you know you would meet somebody and there was this excitement and you became you know and you used the, the and, and look there, there's tools that you have to have physical aspects especially in the United States you have to have an FTD it's got to be filed Depending on your state, it's got to be registered there if you're selling in certain areas, right? So there's all those fundamental pieces that absolutely have to be done. And then that, that ends, that process ends. And then you're sitting there by yourself going, okay, now I'm a franchisor. Well, I don't know what to do. And I'm not sure who to call because my contract ran out with the person who did X, Y, or Z. And so you're like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what I don't know. And it becomes incredibly lonely. And, and sometimes what you need is just a friend. I just, I mean, that might have been a song once. I feel like all of a sudden, like Big Bird from Sesame Street should be like singing that. 
Um, <laughs> really like with like a somber, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, like it's a, maybe like a banjo or something. I don't know. I saw <laughs> Big Bird play the banjo once. It still freaked me out. Anyways, um, no, but you know, it becomes this lonely, this lonely journey, and sometimes you really just need this this community. Uh, and and one of the things that I love about what you started back when COVID first struck were the roundtables, right? And they were the the impetus for that was. And I, I've said, I use this analogy a lot with you, like you're that person, that friend that we all have in our lives. That's like the center point. And then there's all these people around that, like you're the sun and everybody else kind of floats around as the planets. And you said, you recognized it and said, hey, how can I pull everybody together so they can share their experiences, the experiences that I'm hearing them having. And that sense of community can be so critical and so vital. Uh, and, and look, we, we do that. We do these roundtables. We take time out of our week and we do it. And we we never, there's never once it been anybody on our team who said, ah, another roundtable. Do you really, do I really have to participate? Or are we really going to do a fourth roundtable now? Because we have four of them that we do on a, on a either weekly or biweekly basis. But we do it because it's our way of saying, how do we bring people together so they don't feel alone? So they feel like they can move themselves forward. And so they can find a group of people that are in the same mindset, the same position, that have the same struggles, the same challenges, and, oh, by the way, the same wins. We get to cheer them on when they have the successes because everything is not bad. This is not a gloom and doom industry. We are actually a pretty fun industry. And, and it is, a, in a lot of ways, a wealth creation tool that can actually fundamentally change the people's socioeconomic position in, in their in their life if it's done right and they're, they're partnered with and have a relationship with the right franchisor. So uh, that was a hell of a long rant for, for the question that you asked me. Yeah, like, no, but it's, it, I like it. You're, you're actually, you're really hitting on a key point here that as a, an emerging, especially early stage, like micro emerging franchisors, especially really oh, even, even further along than that feel, feel very alone. And, and that, that is in, in not finding people to trust is probably why people don't do well when they don't do well in franchising. And, um, I love that you brought up the round tables. I just, you know, I, I can't, I'm, I feel so um, blessed to have started it. Like, I know that sounds really weird and I, but I, you know, it, yeah, March 16th was the first one. And I, I don't even really remember. I, I do remember that I was calling them emergency, emergency franchise or round tables. And it was like, let's just help each other or y'all, you know, help you, you guys help each other. I'll provide the platform. And yeah, I'm thrilled that to this day, they're still going on and the content that like, what I love is what we're getting to do is really learn continuously in the moment, what the problems are that the franchisors are facing. And like you said, the wins so that we can share those with our clients and the people in our networks. Um, so you're really, I, I can't resist going down this path next. Because you said that, and I had this on my mind that we might talk about this, um, right? Okay, so in January of 2020, as you know, I had uh, done a pilot group of something called Play Bigger. And the idea was to bring franchisors together, you know, oh, whatever stage at that point, but the I just had a core group of really cool clients that I could see they could really learn a lot from, from each other. So 
uh, we started the pilot group and it was so fun in February at the IFA, the last, as you say, convention, which hardly remember what those are anymore, but went on one of those airplane things and went to Orlando and, and it was so cool. Cause we, it was like, we were this little posse of like, we've got each other, you know, and, and well that, you know, they have each other and I was with them and we would save each other seats at lunches and, and things. So it's still meet other people. And I was hoping to do more of that um, because I, I could see that that was super valuable. And of course, COVID hits. Okay, instead, let's just do these big roundtables with everybody. So the 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 pilot group, the difference is with the play bigger group is it's like the same five people coming together every two weeks, building really trusting relationships and getting to the point of like opening up and vulnerability, all that stuff. That group is still going on. They're just rocking it. You know, we've got a group chat. I'll open up my phone and there's like 30 messages because they're all like they're literally going right now on my phone. I can see it lighting up and um, couldn't resist doing more of that once, uh, you know, once the time was right. And so can't resist about then talking about I say can't resist a lot, don't I? Um, talking about what we just did just before we're recording this, we uh, we hosted the first official uh, group of Keith's, um, some of Keith's primary clients anyway, in a, now a new Play Bigger group. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, what did you think of that? Imagine when you were an emerging franchisor with Climb Zone back in the day, if you could have gotten together with a group like that, what would you have gotten from it? Oh my God, it would have been so amazing. Like, yeah, I was fortunate enough that I got I got to go to Springboard early on in my franchise journey uh, when we were just, even before we even had our FDB, uh, I got to go to that and meet a few folks uh, that are in, in, this, in the same space that I was at at the same journey point uh, and actually still friends of mine today, which is actually quite funny. Um, which I think is quite funny, right? They're still, they're still my buddies. Uh, and, and it would have been so invaluable to have that opportunity to just to sit on a zoom call to sit on it and, and to be able to know that these people, they have no motivation that other than to tell me the truth and tell me and help me. And they're not doing it because they're, it, it's going to make their business better. They're doing it frankly, because they're nice people and they actually care about other people. Right. Which is what I like to say to my kids all the time. Like 99% of the world is the same. All we want to do is, is enjoy our life, have fun with our friends and our family and smile and laugh. The other 1%, well, they're just jerks and, and they stand out because they're so odd. But most people just want to help. And, and we have these op- this opportunity, again, that, that we're afforded because of what we do to bring these people together and say, here you go. And if I had had that, it would have made the world a difference to me because there were so many days where and you don't. It's funny. It's nice having like this community of people that you know like you and they're becoming your friends but you also feel bad of pinging them and reaching out to them all the time right so there's this almost this barrier you have to overcome and when we put these groups together and we've seen it already like we just had our first call with these guys and they've already started texting one another right they already started communicating with one another like that that just it speaks a lot to their character and and the people that they are but also it goes back to what we said from the beginning this is where you are we're all in this together this relationship is, it's all about the relationship. And here's five people developing a relationship that they're going to then utilize for their, for their businesses to grow. And with no expectation, there's no, what am I going to get out of this? What is this going to do for me? No one's ever said that to us. People come to our roundtables with no expectation other than, and like we tell them, you have to do two things when you come to our roundtable. 
have to turn your camera on and you have to put your name after your, your name, your company after your name. Other than that, you can just we're listen. good. Yeah. Right. Listen, take notes. It's cool. We're good with that. You know, and as I was talking to somebody, a potential client yesterday, and he said to me, you know, what's really funny to me, Keith. And I was like, well, what is that? He's well, I go to your roundtables and I love them and I love the content. I love how it is. You guys never pitch yourselves on those. Every now and again, you might say, you know, we actually have, we do that as a service. And I said, well, no, that's not, that's not what we do. We're not here to sell you on what we do. We're here to tell you, especially in the roundtable environment, we're here to showcase the people that we associate with and the knowledge that we do have. And when we want to speak, we speak. And if that attracts you and you're, you're drawn to that, then you should reach out and you could potentially become a client of ours if we feel that it's, a, it's going to be mutually beneficial and that the two-way street will work if we work together. And, and that's this is how we do business because we're not we're not swimming around hoping to smell blood. That's not how we that's not how this works. And we don't engage in short term contracts. We're not three months and never see you again. We want to be a partner in your business that you can rely on for years and years and years. And when we have our 2025 Angela Cote Incorporated convention in Bali, yeah, we went all of these people that we've known for five years coming to join us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're hitting on the relationships and the value of that. And, um, the, uh, you know, yeah, the round tables, the relationships there, but, uh, yeah, like this, this new play bigger group, they have no idea, you know, how the, how much bonding is, is, is going to happen. Assuming they continue to, uh, like you said, come with an openness and, you know, not to, uh, come with what am I going to get out of this but it's a give and take like you know it's okay to um, take you know advice from people and at times you might sit in and listen and you might give and whatever but it's really uh, it's it's incredible I I'm so excited to have this opportunity to you know to work with you on this and my team to really provide these these sort of unique things in, in the franchise space um, I know we're, we're almost out of time here. Not that there's a very strict time, but you actually, I believe have a client call in a few minutes. So, um, one, I, do. I, I, I do. Yeah. I'm going to just see if there's one last thing here. Um, do you, is there one thing and don't overthink this cause there's probably 300 things, but if what's one thing that comes to mind when I say, what's something that you think emerging franchisors need to hear? Um, I mean, they, they hear, you know, get the right franchisee. Focus or uh, make sure you support them, all that. But is there something a little deeper than that that you think is really important for them to hear? Oh my god, I totally blanked out on what I was going to say. Like as soon as you said it, I was like, actually, yes. Oh my god, I completely blanked it out. One of the things that you talk a lot about that I've heard you talk about is how hard franchising actually is and the truth of that. It's the hardest thing you ever do, right? I mean, I know that sounds funny to an entrepreneur who started a business from scratch. And they're like, oh, no, I know this. No, you don't. It's going to be different. <laughs> no, you don't. It's, it, you know, it's different. And, and what's really different about it is before you were probably bootstrapping and you were doing whatever needed to be done. If the toilets needed clean, you clean the toilets. If uh, the shelves needed stocked, you, shelf, you stocked the shelves. Whatever it might be, you did it because it was your business and your baby. And now you're telling somebody else to love this child as much as you love it, which we know is impossible. We can't love another person's child as much as we love our own. Um, and yet this is what the model is based around is trust and compassion and, you know, a, a helping and supporting and blah, 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 blah. 
right? And so, and when you bring a franchisee into your system, uh, that franchisee will call you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you'll say, but I have an operations manual. They don't care. They'll never look at it. It's the biggest expensive, most, the most expensive paperweight that's ever been created in, in humankind's existence. Uh, that's what an operations manual is, right? Electronic, fantastic. Still don't look at it. They're going to want to know, how do, I, how do I log in to my point of sale system on a Saturday morning? This is how it works. It's going to be hard. It's going to be different. There's no, there's, yes, there's books that can tell you, but there is no roadmap that says A to Z, do these things. You're going to be successful. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of my, my overreaching theme usually is that this is hard, but it's also incredibly rewarding because as a franchisor, you get to fundamentally change another person's life. They are unhappy with either their work or their, or their work-life balance. They don't like what they do professionally. There's no what behind it. There's just a, just a job and maybe not today, but there used to be these you know, you would just go to your cubicle and it might be all tan environment and that was all you did. And if it was a franchise or you get to actually take somebody out of that environment and let them become something they always wanted to be, which was a business owner, an independent small business owner with the support of someone in behind them who understands their challenges and understands their desires and understands their struggles. And it's going to help them become profitable and successful. And, and that is an incredible journey can go on but don't think it's going to happen overnight. Be okay with the timeline. Don't push and prod and don't listen to the white noise that you should be at a certain point at a certain time because that is a crock of crap and this does not need to be listened to. Yeah, that was a little bit of a rant almost in the end there. But uh, yeah, so the, the the fact that franchising is hard, I think is really important to, to be, you know, for us to be upfront about in that. So if you're feeling you know, beat up and beat down and all that by it, know that it's because it is hard. Don't, don't beat yourself up for that reason and know that you're not alone. And this is where, you know, finding your community and, and not to uh, pitch or whatever, but Hey, come to our roundtables, like reach out to us. And um, we'd love to, you know, yeah. franchisors only, but uh, you know, reach out to Keith directly. If uh, you know, you can reach out to Keith at Keith at Angela um, for that. I just want to also acknowledge just what you said there. You know, as a franchisor, um, you know, there's a lot of it's a lot of pur- there's a lot of purpose in it. And whether it's you know, if it's a carpet cleaning business, the purpose alone might be just creating opportunity for other small business owners or people. Um, maybe it's a, a kid's daycare and you're changing the world with that purpose. So um, there's a lot of purpose. So franchisors keep going, man. <laughs> but hey, reach out. Absolutely. To us. Yeah. Reach out to us if you need help, though. We love uh, helping out. So. All right. Well, Keith, thank you so much. I know you got to go here, so I will let you go. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and for being on the AC team. Uh, do you want to try to do the, uh, the, you know, like the three, two, one, or is that just not, you're not like, I'm not going to, well, no. I, I would be more likely to say Steven's thing than your yeah. thing. Okay. Well, we'll save that for Steven's episode. I will, <laughs> I will do it. All right, everybody reach out to us and go be awesome. 